The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Are you seeking more energy and ready to have more healings and revealings in your life? Then you've tuned into the right program. For the next hour, listen in as Reverend Temple Hayes, Senior Minister of First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, shares with you tools you can use to transform your life. She will guide you on a journey to create a life that is intentional and dynamic. Now, here's your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And welcome to everyone out there, and thank you so much for being an intentional spirit. You know, the decisions that you make right here today, right in this moment, will impact you for the rest of your life. As a matter of fact, with any kind of new beginning, we are required in universal law to simply start where we are. Today, we're featuring the author, Betsy Thompson. She's actually been featured on our show before as the author of Walking Through Illusion. And now she has a new book, which I love, entitled, The What Happens If I... Betsy, welcome to our show today. Thank you very much, Temple. I'm delighted to be here, and thank you for having me back. You bet. And, you know, I love that dot, dot, dot. And in all, so many of my writings, I use that. You know, to me, it's like, okay, it's just a great non-word um, in our culture because there's so much to be said in that pause of the dot, dot, dot. And I love that. But before we delve into your book, let's tell everybody how you became an intentional spirit. Because I always love that essence of finding out more about how people arrive to where they are. Uh, did you always know from the time you were born you were going to be an author on a radio show? Or how did that come together for your life? Well, I'd have to say that the first time I became an intentional spirit... Uh, was when I was five, and I knew that I could communicate with spirit, but I did not stay intentional. Uh, I, my sister uh, ridiculed my, my doing this and um, thought I was nuts, and uh, it was a rather dramatic reaction to it when I shared what I was doing. And so I thought to myself, well, if that's her reaction, how are other people going to react? And I just ignored the gift until I, I was in a crisis in my life in California, almost homeless, and uh, had spent most of my life blaming other people for all my problems. And I said to myself, well, my present philosophy certainly isn't getting me where I thought I was going to get in this lifetime. So uh, I started uh, doing the Course of Miracles, which for me was all about taking responsibility for your own choices. And I did, a, I did a big turnaround at that point, and I decided that the first thing I would take responsibility for was this gift that I had. And so I started writing, and I remember saying a prayer that, um, I mean, it didn't feel like a prayer at the time, but I remember saying to myself, I want to share this gift, I want to write, I want to, uh, I want to, want to do this, but I, I sure need a job to support me while I do it. At the time, I was in a one-room apartment with the roach infected, you know, in a bad neighborhood, and so... Three weeks later, after I said this prayer, I had the job that I had for the next 20 years uh, that put me back on my feet financially and supported me while I did all the writing. And, uh, and after that, it was just one step after another of remembering that I had made the choices that had gotten me almost homeless. I was the one who made the choices that put me where I was, and therefore I was the one who could make different choices. Uh, but while I blamed everyone else and didn't become accountable, nothing ever changed because... 
I was blaming other people for my situation. It's their fault I'm where I am. So when I became accountable, took responsibility, uh, I knew I had the power to change it. I mean, if I'd gotten myself into this mess by my choices, then I could jolly well get myself out of this mess by my choices. And that's when everything turned around, and that's when I became a truly intentional spirit. And everything that I did from then on was to expand the gift, share the gift, and um, use it in any way I could uh, for the benefit of my own soul and for the benefit of others. Oh, it's really powerful. Thank you for, you know, your willingness to share that. That's true for so many of us, right, those healers out in the world. And for many of you that are listening that are even going through trying times right now, you're simply being developed for something that's greater, that's wanting to emerge out of you and from you and through you. Um, and then we, f- we find and see that. I'm sure in your line of work you see that quite quite often, uh, which brought you to a place of what happens if I dot, dot, dot. Um, start us into delving into the material of that, Betsy. How, how did the book come about? Did it have a birth birthing phase? Did it, did, it did you kind of download it? Yes. How did, how it, did it, it happen? Birth- well, I was, I was coming home from work one day, and um, things had not gone well for me that day. I had uh, a very unpleasant, a couple of very unpleasant situations I was dealing with, and I, I, I believed in the mirror theory or action-reaction or whatever you want to call the law of attraction. Everybody calls it something different, but it's basically the pulling of energy back to self, no matter what you call it. And I was having a hard time admitting what I must have given to somebody to explain what I had received. Um, but this was how I, I solved the problem by asking myself how I had given those feelings to somebody else. And then as soon as I realized where I had given those feelings to someone else, it explained what I had received. And I decided to myself as I was driving in the car, you know, this is a very powerful idea, and how can I share this in, like, all the situations? You know, what are all the questions I've had in my lifetime about what happens if I do this or what happens if I do that? And so that's how the book was born. And uh, Spirit and I came up with 33 chapters of what happens if I, uh, you know, what happens if I obsess over another, what happens if I do what I love and the money doesn't come, what happens if I, if I can't accept the behavior of others. And there's 33 of these chapters all about what happens if I blank, blank, blank. <laughs> so that's how, that's how it came and that's how it formed. And, and, uh, and it was educational to me, too, when I was writing it because it's the... Uh, definitely spirit inspired and it was uh, answering the questions that i had and and now it's answering the questions that other people have so um walk our listeners through a couple of aspects of the book some of the golden nuggets that they're guaranteed to have as they explore and delve further into what would happen if i dot 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 <laughs> well there's the, the chapter the uh, contents page has a lot of fun um uh, little sayings after the name of the page. And I, when I was speaking somewhere, and the woman who's introducing me was saying to people, I want you to, when you get this book, I want you to take the contents page and Xerox it and stick it up on your refrigerator. <laughs> so, you'll, so you'll see those little answers every time you look at it. But, for instance, it's um, what happens if I do what I love and the money doesn't come? You are still doing what you love. That's, that was Spirit's uh, uh, answer to that. Or what happens if I use my sob story to manipulate? You manipulate yourself into misery. What happens if I believe that God favors another? You live in absolute fear. So it's a, it's a bunch of, it's, a, it's really the, about the power of the universe and how we are connected in with that power, that everything is in perfect balance. The cosmos shows us how everything is balanced. If, if one of the planets would get off its orbit, then everything else would be in chaos. And since we live in the universe, we are always in perfect balance, too, which means that as we give, we receive. Uh, Whatever we put out there emotionally, we receive emotionally. And so the book is about that, that that you can't, that we are here to remember the power within ourselves, our own autonomy, to make decisions, uh, to accept that we are the one who created the situations, the emotional situations that that we experience. Granted, we can't always control what happens to us in terms of the picture, but we can always control how we deal with it and how we react to it. And so that is basically what this book is all about and answering the questions that most of us have. What happens if I live without integrity? Well, the world seems like a very mysterious place. 
And I understand that well because I lived without integrity for a long time before I decided that I would be who I came here to be and let the chips fall where they may. Yeah, that's a, that's a huge word, isn't it, of what integrity means because when we're not aligned, it shows up in our world in so many different ways. The, the employer doesn't treat us quite as well. We know there's a missing piece there. Uh, something doesn't occur in relationship that we're longing and seeking for. I, I love the cliche, and I know you feel the same way from our previous time together. It's you get what you bring. And I, I love to be mindful of that, certainly with myself, uh, but also with other people in community and in its sense of sacredness, is we, we truly do get what we bring. The laws are always working, just like electricity is working. If we flip that switch, we don't have to understand it, but we can understand the dynamics of it's working by working. Even when we say it isn't working, it's still working. Right, and so I I love to communicate that with people in that you get what you bring, and it it can be as as simple as not accepting a compliment when someone gives you one. You know, if someone says you look great today, if you're if you respond accordingly, like uncomfortable or oh, and this old thing, or are you you know kind of dismiss it. Um, then it's a it's a cause and effect to the universe that I am not comfortable being seen as who I am. And not so therefore that. you walk around and, and you wonder, why is it people aren't seeing me or getting me? Well, because <laughs> trace back. But I love your idea when you talked about, when you were saying I didn't want to stay in blaming. Um, for me, what I say is not to blame yet to claim. Yes. Yes, Not absolutely. to blame, yet to claim. Because all these people out there in people land, they're just great, great, great um, actors in our movie called Life that bring us to the greater essence of lev- living, don't you think? I do, I do. And I think that um, claiming is a great word to use because you're claiming your, your power, uh, when you say that uh, I created this situation, therefore I can create another kind of situation. And I think that's what we're here to do, to claim our autonomy. I mean, we, 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 I think our autonomy is obvious. We walk around, do what we want to do, make decisions, go here, go there. The body doesn't make any decisions. The body just follows you wherever you decide to go. And uh, it, so we are, we are autonomous beings here, and we're here to, to remember that we are, and that we are, we are creating the kind of life that we want, and then when you mention this person who can't accept the compliment, what is she? What what she's telling the universe is, I don't think I deserve compliments, and so therefore she doesn't get compliments because the universe thinks everything is love. It thinks every expression you are putting out into the universe is your representation or your interpretation of love, and so therefore it says, oh, that person thinks love is not receiving compliments, so let's send her more of what she loves, which is no compliments. And I think once you get the idea that the, ju- that the universe isn't judging this is good, bad, wrong, or right, it's just judging your expression, uh, then, it, then the universe begins to make sense. Because when you put out one thing, you get it back, and it's not that complicated. It's just hard to remember in every situation. You know, when you don't want to take, when you don't want to be, take claim for what's happening. Mm-hmm. That's so true, isn't it? Well, I, I know that to be fact because I was one of those people that did that very thing years ago when my esteem was low, when I was just coming into recovery, you know, some 26 years ago. I mean, the idea of complimenting myself wasn't really big on the list, let alone accepting, accepting compliments from other people. But, um, you know, I love to tell people, if you've been involved in unity for a number of years and you hear all the time you're God's beloved and you are an expression of God and, you know, those kind of things, I mean, <laughs> you definitely, by this time in your life, you you ought to be expressing some type of self-esteem within your beingness, you know, some level of assertiveness about what you believe and who you are in the world, Um I just have so many passions about so many things, as I, I know you do, too. I mean, I'm just, like, ready, really ready for the world. It's like, let's just, could we just always be forever young, but emotionally and, you know, showing who we are as God's reflection, could we just please grow up a little bit, please? 
you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it also comes down to the idea of what kind of people do you want to attract into your life. I mean, do you want people in your to attract people into your life who who aren't feeling secure, who feel that they have to um, make other people less secure to feel secure? I mean, who is it that you want to attract into your life? When people ask me, you know, I'm trying to find my mate or I want to find the perfect friend, or I, I say, well, well, sit down and write a list of all the qualities you want that person to have because... And then start giving those qualities to others because that's how you attract that person back to you. And if you want to attract a kind and considerate person, but you're being unkind and cruel to other people, that person's not going to come into your life. That person is off finding the other person who's kind and considerate. So you have to be, you have to be the person you want other people to be, and that's how you get what you want. Oh, there's no doubt about it. No doubt about it. And the other element of that is if you are saying you want somebody in your, you know, in your life to love you and praise you and affirm you and, and recognize the divinity in you and, and treat you well and make you dinner and candlelight and all that, if you aren't doing it for yourself, there isn't anybody going to show up on a white horse that does it. And even if he or she did, uh, over time... We- we would sabotage that because that aspect of ourselves hasn't been developed within who we are yet. So it's that solidification of who we are, that integration of spirit, so that in that we have that essence, we have that energy. So when it is here, it's here to stay. You know, it's a keeper, as we would say. Yeah, (laughs) and when when you give it to yourself, when you give it to yourself, you automatically have it to share with others. Mm -hmm. You automatically have that mentality to share with others. And when you share it with others, then you attract the same thing back to yourself. So yes. it's, a, it's, a, it's a premise that runs through the book completely uh, in, in every category. Um, if, if there's a chapter of what happens if I insist on agreement, well, the answer is that disagreement reigns. Because when mm-hmm. you insist that other people agree with you, you attract people who want agreement from you. It's just not complicated. I always say that so many times. It's not complicated, but... The part is the hard. The hard part is being honest with yourself. But I always, I always say, you don't have to go out and shout to the whole world. You know, I've been I'm not. I've been cruel to somebody else. You just have to accept it within yourself that you were not as kind to someone as you could have been, or you spoke more quickly than you intended to, and then someone did the same thing back to you. It's no big deal. You recognize what happened, and then you then you have the power to move forward in a different way. Oh, it's that's not very about nice. It's not about being hard on yourself. It's not about saying, oh, I'm a miserable person. I did this and I did that. It's about saying, okay, so what do you do about it from here on? Because the rest of your life is, is, can be whatever you make it. That's great, Betsy. Um, we're listening today with Betsy Thompson. You can go to her website, BetsyThompson.com. She has a number of books. She writes a blog. She has very interesting concepts which support us in the tools for being intentional spirits. I want to thank all of you for your continuing support for Unity Online Radio. We truly are a voice of an awakening world. We are in many countries throughout the world. It's wonderful that we are aligning with that with that one voice, that one connection of spirit and of truth. And each and every one of us, regardless of our credentials, how popular we are, what our roles and professions are in this world, we all need the spiritual tools, tools, not rules, in which support us to be an intentional spirit. I'd urge you to visit us at unitycampus.org. We are global and we are physically located in the heart of St. Petersburg, Florida. We'll be right back after this short break. Thank you for choosing to be with us today. You're listening to Unity Online Radio. This programming is made possible through the generous love offerings of listeners like you. If you feel spiritually fed by this programming, we invite you to contribute. Go to www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Affirm the good that flows within you and stretch to reach your divine potential with daily inspirational messages from Daily Word. The path to God is not long or difficult or complex. 
Wherever I am, whatever I am doing, I pause and bring awareness to the one spirit that is within me. I open my mind to the thought of one creative energy enlivening me in the world. I open my heart to the one love that is the essence of life. This love, God's love, is within us all. Spirit needs no books or rituals, wealth or architecture to reveal itself. It is as intimate as a touch and as vast as the infinity of space. I am at peace in the simple knowing that wherever I am, God is. Daily Word magazine is now available in a digital format. A one-year subscription to Daily Word Digital Magazine with audio is only $9.95. That's less than three cents a day to start your day right, centered and connected to the truth within you. To learn how you can subscribe to this online interactive magazine, go to www.dailyword.com. Celebrated Unity Minister and author Eric Butterworth tells us, The exciting thing is that wherever you may be along the way of unfoldment and self-realization, no matter what the problems or challenges you may face, there is always more in you, the mystery of God in you, the Christ in you, which means your potential for healing, for overcoming, for prosperity. There is no limit. Join us each week for Discovering Eric Butterworth, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Central Time with host Rev. Tom Thorpe. Right here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for listening to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being with Reverend Temple Hayes. If you have a question or comment about today's discussion, you can email us at the intentional spirit at unityonlineradio.org. Now, here is your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And welcome back, everyone. And we're talking about the book, The What Happens If I... book, a book by Betsy Otter Thompson on how to make action work for you instead of reaction, which is obviously against you. Well, what would happen if I dot, 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 Betsy, this is a question of a lot of students and a lot of clients have asked me through the years. What will happen if I actually just sit around and do nothing? Well, the short answer is you rest while you think. (laughs) 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 Okay. The other, the other, what we have to ask ourselves is why... How we interpret doing nothing. We interpret doing nothing as the body moving around, the body not moving around. But there's an awful lot that can be accomplished while you're sitting doing nothing physically. And and you can sometimes, uh, the greatest ideas we have in our life come from just sitting still and listening to our own inner soul speak to us. Or when you go into meditation, you go into this wonderful, amazing state where you hear answers. And that, and to to other people, it may look like you're doing nothing, but you're you're doing a lot in the terms of what your real reality is, which is your emotional state. Uh, the the illusion is your body sitting there, but that doesn't mean nothing is happening. So uh, that's that's what you need to think about in terms of doing nothing. You're never doing nothing. You're always the, the soul is always doing something. The mind is always doing something. You're always thinking, you're always planning, you're always, or you're, in, you're either in a state of appreciation or you're in a state of unappreciation or negativity. So those two things, they're, they're opposites, but they're very powerful creators. So you're doing something. You're either doing something wonderful or you're doing something unpleasant. And it's one or the other because incompatible thoughts cannot mix. There, are, there is no such thing or it doesn't work effectively when there's two conflictive ideas, needing and wanting and desiring to be held at the same time, right? Yes. So that, that comes back for that reality and that, and that process of uh, intentional spirit. And I, I think this is part of what happens often with people. You know, it's like, and I kind of learned this way too early on, in order to climb the ladder of success, my feet needed to be moving in in an upward position on the ladder as fast and hard as I could go and not waiting around for something to happen, but with the illusion that I could make it happen. 
And it seems to me that every intentional spirit that goes through any type of dark night or goes through any kind of extreme changes in the chapters of the book called Life, that everybody at some point comes to a place to realize that this is a learned way of being in the world versus a natural and innate way of being in the world in that um, we can draw in and attract into our consciousness the next things that are ours on the peripheral, don't you think? Absolutely. I, I, I think for the first half of my life I didn't control my thoughts. I thought, well, you know, the thoughts just appear. I don't have anything to do with them. I can't help it if I think this or I think that. Wrong. You control your thoughts completely. If the thought comes into your mind that you don't like, uh, you can change it immediately to another focus. Uh, you, and you are either in the state of appreciating your life or you are in the state of not appreciating your life, but you have the choice. And since you have the choice, you can choose the one you like. Uh, you can choose how you think about everything. When things happen to you that in the picture of your life that are, seem hard to deal with, you can decide how you're going to deal with those things. You can decide whether you're going to be bitter, unhappy, miserable the rest of your life, or whether you're going to find what you, how you grew from what happened. How did it force you to love? How did it force you to make a decision that was productive for you? Everything, uh, every, every part of your life, every step of the way, you have a choice about how you decide to deal with what happens. And this is where all the power comes from, and this is how you begin to believe that you can create the kind of life that you want. It's, and and as, you, as you so succinctly stated before, this is about intentional spirit, making, making sure that you are intentional and you have what in your aura or in, in your heart and in your mind what you want to attract back to you. Mm, that's really powerful. Well, what would happen if I... So what happens if I make a mistake? Now, I think that's a big, a big subject in our world today because of this perfectionism, the, the wounded sacred archetype of the healer that has to wait for everything to be perfect for them to go out and heal. I always tell people good luck with that. <laughs> <You know? laughs> well, somebody asked me one time, um, you know, um, when was it that everything came together for you to be a minister? <laughs> I said, you know, if I was waiting on everything to come together, I mean, you know, I would be doing, I would be doing karma in another lifetime, not this one. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, I, I think that uh, you you can't really make a mistake. I, I think that if you, the way I define a mistake is an act without love. And because I define it that way, then I know how to correct any mistakes I've made. It's, 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 you just, if, you, if you create an act without love, it's, it's not really a mistake, but I call it a mistake because then I can just correct it and, it, and it's over and it's done. And I don't think mistakes really exist in a world defined by growth since what we call a mistake is really just an opportunity to expand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, you know, and um, <clears throat> for many people that label, you know, know I came from a dysfunctional family and you know tend to always hear often what was wrong with me I always love that distinction it's very different to make a mistake than to claim that you are one that's a big big distinction and so I I love that energy that that you call it it it's simply an act without without love because there's a purpose and a reason for everything. It's been very interesting to me uh, through the years when you look at other people's core beliefs. It's like, for me, I'm a type of person, I always want to be on time. (coughs) Excuse me. You know, and that's just an important value for me to release the stress of rushing and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But so for me, it's the common of me is that I am an on-time person. And what's very interesting, if I've ever been in the midst of a person that just despises people who are late, it just blows me away. (laughs) That will be the person of the three times a year that I am, I show up late and it's like so hard to believe it. But that belief system that I'm not saying that to excuse myself. I do take ownership in that. But don't you find that fascinating when you get around uh, people that (coughs) have such a strong belief system that it definitely, it kind of comes out 
you know, and I think it does impact and it influences others because it's so strong. Well, I think that people who have very strong opinions are strong opinions are attracting people back who have very strong opinions, not necessarily the same opinions, but still strong opinions, <laughs> because it isn't. It isn't like um, when you uh, you you think of action reaction. It's like you give you give a gift to somebody. The person you give it to doesn't necessarily give you back the same gift, but somebody gives you a gift. Uh, from somewhere. So it's the energy of the idea behind the thought. So if you are a person with strong opinions, then I, I would guess that you're around other people who also have strong opinions. And I don't think that's good or bad. I think it just is. Mm, that's not, very not powerful. Is, not is good or is bad, but just simply is. And, uh, you know, I, when uh, we were talking about mistakes before, and I was uh, thinking how I defined the mistakes in the past, and I always thought of it as something that should have happened differently or something that shouldn't have happened at all. But this equation doesn't really work in a perfectly balanced universe because every event is the result of the action that began it. And so there's nothing that is a mistake. It's just a reflection. Exactly. Well, one of the things in the uh, Mastermind program, which... You know, some of us, and I'm sure you have too, have been familiar with for, you know, 30-something years. Um, I love that step, and I kind of added a word. I forgive myself for the mistakes I have made. I also forgive others. And then I add whom I have allowed, whom I have allowed to hurt me in the past. You know, I think that's such a key, don't you, is that, again, instead of blaming, claiming our part in that. Right, allowing it to happen, yes, allowing mm-hmm. someone to, yes, allowing someone to have, help you. Have, yes, I, I, um, I always like to look at it from the point of view of um, sometimes, I mean, I certainly looked at, uh, at my mother as someone who was making mistakes on a constant basis. <laughs> I had, I, I had a lot mom. of. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't think that anymore. But uh, I, it seems like we just couldn't get along. Uh, we we didn't have the same priorities. We didn't have the same philosophy of life. It didn't seem like we agreed about uh, together on anything. And yet now I think of her as the greatest gift I ever had. Because if it hadn't been uh, for the fact that I could not get along with her and I could not agree with her, it wouldn't have motivated me, motivated me to find a philosophy that did work for me. And, of course, finding the philosophy that did work for me changed my life and, and turned my life around and everything. Uh, really, completely different kind of uh, energy coming out of me. And so I think of people who are the biggest challenges this way as probably the biggest gifts uh, that we ever receive in this lifetime. And I, I have this vision of uh, before getting here and planning my life, and uh, I was probably with a lot of other souls who who I loved very much and who loved me and we're planning our journey and I'm thinking, well, for this lifetime I need the challenge of someone who is different from me so that it will force me to find who I really am. And, and my mother jumped in and said, oh, well, I can give you that challenge. I'd love to give you that challenge because I have things to learn about that idea too. And so we come here and it all plays out. And um, when, we get, well, when we leave here and we go back uh, home, as I always call it, home, um, to our true home, uh, we're going to say to each other, oh, did my challenge work? Did it work? Did it work? Did you find what you needed to find? Did you find the growth you were after? And so that it's all like a big reunion where we're one- hoping that the challenges we gave each other will work. And, and I get I gain great comfort from that idea because it helps me to see my situation with her from a, an entirely different light where, where she was giving me the challenge I needed for the growth I wanted to find when I was here this journey. And I really believe that that's, that's how it works. And that's why we can't judge the situations and the, and the, that other people are going through. We can't judge what their, their actions are causing because we don't know where they have been before they were here. We don't know what they were going through. We don't know what they hope to find this lifetime. We don't know what their goals are and their heart goals. We don't understand that. And so we can't make a, a sensible judgment about it since we have, we have no information. Uh, and... and um, this is, I find, a very comforting idea, too, because it takes this great pressure off us that we have to know and understand why other people's lives are evolving that way. We don't have to understand. We, don't, we, de- we can't understand if we tried for a million years. We can only understand our own life and make sure that we are 
progressing in a way that that we are happy to progress in and that is helping us to grow, helping us our hearts to expand, uh, bringing us more harmony, uh, staying focused on what's important to us, honoring our priorities, honoring who we are, staying true to ourselves. I love that. Well, this is a good time for me to share with you because I think you'll like it and and I think it's pertinent to everyone that's with us today as well. God grant me the serenity to accept the people I cannot change, the courage to change the one I can, and the wisdom to know it's me. I just love that. Oh, I love that. Isn't that empowering? Yes, I love that. Yes. I do too. I, I don't even remember along the way where I heard that, but obviously some of the best things out there are by anonymous, so it's probably in that in that category, you know. It's wonderful. Yes. We cannot change other people, and why would other people change for us? They'll change when they're jolly well ready to change, and they'll change for their growth, not for our growth. We're the ones who change for our growth. I, I love that reminder. Thank mm-hmm. you. No doubt about it. <clears throat> Well, another question that people ask is what happens if I dot, 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 can't live without struggle? Yeah. I mean, there, there's some people, it feels like they just signed up for that. It, it can only go well for so long, a few days at a clip without a little bit of drama. Yes. Well, if you, live, if you interpret your life through struggle, which I'm very familiar with, Temple, <laughs> then you live in pain. If you interpret your life through, through ease, you live in gain. Either way, cursing your path or blessing your path, you still progress and you still create. And that's how powerful we are. We create whatever we think is true. Uh, you know, if you, if you tell yourself over and over again that life is a struggle, then it doesn't matter what's happening in your life. You feel like it's a struggle. And if you, it doesn't matter. It's the same idea of if you don't think you have enough money. You keep telling yourself, no matter how much money you have, that you don't have enough money. You never feel like you have enough money. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's an attitude you have. It's an attitude you have towards life. Uh, and and if, you're, if you do believe, you know, if you... All you're ever saying is life is a struggle, life is so hard. I mean, everything feels difficult and hard to you because it's what you expect to find, and you find what you expect to find. Mm, That's really powerful. At least I did. (laughs) I did. It was only when I told myself that I I could create something different, and I would, uh, that I started to. Making the change today that's going to impact you and your life tomorrow. That's, it's starting where you are and making that, that claim. Well, I'm just uh, so proud of you and how you have totally just even more so stepped into your power. I mean, you're just claiming your place on this planet. You must know our mantra here is ready to be seen in 2013 because you are you are just right on task today and on purpose. I'm talking with Betsy Thompson. You can go to her website. You can find out more about her, her work. She has a number of books. She has a powerful message. And we'll be right back after our short break here at Unity Online Radio. Thank you, everyone, for participating with us this day. When you pray, do you wonder if anyone is listening? What should and can you ask of God? Why aren't your prayers being answered? Prayer is a challenge for many of us. Now there's a new book that can help deepen your understanding. Based on his 35 years in ministry, author Jim Rosemurgy has developed a prayer and meditation practice called The Gathering. In just 40 days, The Gathering will become your foundation for a genuine, ever-deepening experience of God's imminent presence and unlimited power. You'll understand that God can't fulfill your needs, but your needs can be met. You'll see that prayer isn't something you do. It's something you experience. Explore Jim Rosemurgy's new book, The Gathering, a 40-day guide to the power of group and personal prayer. Available now at www.unitybooks.org. You've seen reality TV. Well, now get ready for reality radio. It's raw, unpredictable, and completely unscripted. 
Healing Your Life with Dr. Chris Michaels follows the lives of four people each season as they face their fears and overcome challenges. Listen in weekly and follow along as they take each faithful step on their journey. Learn what it takes to really heal your life. Dr. Chris Michaels shows you how to expect specific and measurable results from prayer. He says we must place a demand upon consciousness. We don't hope to get what we pray for. We expect it. As a 25-year veteran in the New Thought Movement, Dr. Chris has helped thousands of people find their way to success and healing. His faith is unshakable, and his commitment to helping others heal through the power of prayer is extraordinary. Don't miss Reality Radio, Healing Your Life with Dr. Chris Michaels, live Mondays at 11 a.m. Central Time on Unity Online Radio. We now return to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being, with your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. Thank you, everyone. Just appreciate so much of you out there with The Intentional Spirit. What a blessing you are to our community and to our global community and this larger thing that we call life. I say often, you know, with many of us just doing simple things, no one needs to do a lot of things because collectively we make a difference, we change consciousness, and we impact the world. Our guest today, Betsy Thompson, is truly doing just that as she has now written the book, What Happens If I... dot, dot, dot book. So understanding cause and effect and understanding that in life we get what we bring. Betsy, before we went to break, we were talking about what happens if I can't live without struggle? And I've, I've worked with people often in counseling or in recovery and those kind of things th- through the years. And I can see how, you know, there's some people that just can't sit long in a space of everything's going well. There's this something over there. I guess it's the, the idea of waiting on the shoe to drop or you know, I don't want to say waiting on the sky to fall <laughs> because that might give the media a new idea to write. But you know what I mean? The um, What do you hold sacred about that as far as the live without struggle? Well, I think it starts in the, in the heart and mind of a, the person who is struggling uh, in their viewpoint uh, about life. And also, if you look at the world and you see other people living other things, and you attack a truth that they are living, uh, you automatically cause a struggle for yourself. Because if you are attacking others, uh, a truth that another lives, you know, who knows, you might need that truth in the future, and then you'll have trouble accepting it if you've been, if you've been criticizing it in the past. Uh, it's about, I mean, this idea of creating struggle, it, it's a, it's a point of view about life. It really is. And, and anything that's a point of view can change to a different point of view. But nobody can do that for you. I don't care. You can go through therapy for years and years and years, and if you still have the same attitude, it isn't going to change for you. Nothing is going to change for you. I, I had a lot of therapy to get over what I thought was my sob story, which we'll get into soon enough. But um, it, 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 didn't, it didn't really heal the situation until I decided to look at the situation differently, until I decided that that was a blessing instead of a curse, and I would jolly well find what I learned from it and what, what was good about it instead of what was horrible about it. And that, That's that really was a, powerful. Yeah, That's so powerful. Isn't that the truth? I mean, it I, just takes a lot of energy to keep being a, a mess up, you know, to keep making mis- You have to really work at it, you know? You have to decide that you can have a different attitude and that you and that you jolly well 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 and you have to start giving that attitude to other people to remind yourself of the attitudes you want you can't just think about it well I'll have a good attitude and then you go out there and you lapse back into the old attitude you have to start acting out the attitude that you want to have in your life because that's what reminds you of what it is and that's what attracts people back to you who reinforce that positive attitude Wow, that's powerful. Well, what happens if I dot, 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 to tie this idea together, what if I I have a sob story and it's just perfect to manipulate others? (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, 
you have to take this phrase and reword it and say, what happens if I manipulate to get my sob story? Because I think this is thought and reality. This is what we did before we got here. We thought, what, does, what kind of a story do I need to live that is going to uh, free me to really discover who I am and why I'm here and what I'm here to do? And so that's, that's what it is. And the sob story, um, it's wherever life feels tragic. It's wherever life feels overwhelming or unfair. It's wherever you can't understand what is with you and why. It's wherever you can't find answers that make any sense. It's wherever you believe that others are responsible for your pain. And this is a sob story, and I think this is what we manipulated in our very deepest divine powers because this is where we knew our own release could be found. And so I think that it's about trusting that we have created the situation that our soul believes that if we could move through, forgive, release, let go, we would find the miracle of what all that brings into your life. And that is certainly what happened to me when I could say, my mother didn't come here to live her life for me. She came here to live her life for herself. Mm. And so that's what I'm here to do as well. Because as soon as I let her go to be the person that she came here to be, I, allowed, I let myself go to be the person I came here to be. Oh, and doesn't it, it, gosh, I mean, that's how I know my mom must have felt. She was so relieved when I stopped trying to fix her <laughs> so that I could be more comfortable with myself. It's like, wow, what a relief. <laughs> yes, it is a relief. And, it, and even, if the, even if you have this relationship with someone who's passed on, you, you, can, you can still do it because it isn't about the other person's reaction to how you behave that counts. It's how you are reacting to your own mindset about it and how you are going to view it, how you are going to view it, and how you are going to go forward with the attitude that is a healthy attitude and is an attitude that is comfortable. And let's go of that huge burden on your shoulders. Mm. Preach it, girl, preach it. (laughs) 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 You're on a mission. It's real exciting. Uh... Well, I mean, I think that's, you know, the, when I released my mom and set her free, so to speak, I set myself free at the same time. And mm-hmm. that's the gift that we give ourselves. It really is the gift that we give ourselves. Because oh. as long as you are always finding something wrong with other people, you are also finding something wrong with yourself. Oh, no doubt about it. I mean, that just comes full circle, doesn't it? Yep, it does. Yep. Well, what happens if I, this is a big one, because I, I think that a lot of people I identify with this in one way or another. What happens if if God favors another more than or me? You, or you believe God favors another. Yes. And, yes, and the answer is that you live in absolute fear. Uh, because to believe that God has favorites is to believe that some have the favor of God over you or that you have the favor of God over others. And to believe that God has favors is to live in uncertainty because what's to keep you from worrying on which side of the equation you fall in at any given time? Uh, so it's, it's, it's why, would God, why would others have a pipeline to godliness that you do not? And why would God reveal itself to some and not to others? God, God doesn't say, you've you got to do this, you've got to do that. God says, show me your way. God joins the idea that you want to express, the way you want to be you. That's, God joins that. God doesn't have any plan that you have to conform to. You're the one who creates your way. And then God says, lovely. You know, it, it, it's, it's all about the love is expressed your way. Mm. How did you make that think- shift for yourself? <clears throat> Well, um, it, it came about, I think, uh, Temple, because uh, I saw, you know, religions all fighting against each other or claiming to be the one true religion or claiming to be the better, the one that had the inside track. I mean, I think the, the and, I, and I realized that the inside track is inside. <laughs> the inside track is inside you. Uh, you're the, we, all, we all have a heart. We all have emotions. Uh, we all have the God within, us, within ourselves. Uh, therefore, we need to find what is right for us. 
I, I think when we leave here, we don't take our beliefs with us. We take the love we found from having our beliefs. So any belief that you have that brings you love is the belief you need to have. Say that and again. I think when we leave... When we leave here, we don't take our beliefs with us. We take the love we found from having our beliefs. Okay, so now that's have, impressive. I like that. Yeah. So <laughs> when we leave here, we don't take our beliefs with us. We take the love that we found through and from having those beliefs. Now, that exactly. I, that is good. I saw yeah. you were trying to slide that in, but that's really that's um, impressive. Yeah, it, it, it really makes you think. Um, I mean, it, it frees you. It's that wonderful feeling of freedom. Everybody's where they need to be. Everybody's finding love the way they need to find it. There is no one way that's better than another because one person needs this and another person needs that. Uh, but they're all where they need to be to, to evolve and to grow and to feel love. And that's, that's, that's bottom line. That's, that's all that matters. It isn't about all religions converging and being one religion. It's about all of us allowing everybody to have whatever religion they want with freedom, love, and harmony. Mm-hmm. No doubt about it. Well, what will happen if a person continues to stay in destructive thoughts? Okay, this is about... Um, and obviously bringing, this is pertinent to your book and the various things that you elaborate and write about. Yeah, it's all about bringing disease, dis-ease to our bodies. Uh, I, I believe that our bodies are reflective energy and therefore they tell us, our bodies tell us exactly where our, what our thoughts are doing. And uh, it is just a... I mean, the body can't get sick by itself. It's a, thick, it's a configuration of cells that go along with whatever we tell it to do, whatever we tell it is so. It can't move, can't see, can't hear, can't smell, can't touch, think, or even breathe without our energy directing it. So how could anything this passive generate illness? Manifestation takes action, even if the resulting manifestation is dis-ease. And so, therefore... It is reflective energy, just like the people in those people we meet are reflective energy. And therefore, we have to ask ourselves, the body is a gift. It tells us where our focus is. I can give a personal example here of where um, my body was telling me what was going on with me. Because when I came back from California and I was with my family again, all those old feelings of resentment and, and grudges came up. And uh, I, for three months, I was like, so focused on all this, you know, I have a right to feel angry, I have a right to hold those grudges because they did this and they did that. And in three months' time, I had developed a lump in my back. And I went to my doctor. She said, come in this afternoon because I have a huge history of cancer in my family. I went in. She felt the lump. She said, well, I want you to go in for an MRI tomorrow morning. I said, okay. I went home and I started, I went to the bookshelf and took off, took out Louise Hay's book and asked what uh, lumps represented, and it represented grudges. <laughs> so I thought, well, so that night I did a meditation, and I started thinking of these people that I was holding these grudges against. What had their behavior forced me to do that was productive for me? What had their behavior done that had gotten me going in a direction that I needed to go in? And all of a sudden, they, they stopped looking like the ogre, and they started looking like the gift. And I did this deep meditation, releasing them and blessing them and thanking them and being in gratitude. And this enormous wave of, of creamy, like creamy light came up through my body at, during, during the middle of the meditation. And I, whenever I talk about it, I get goosebumps all over again. So anyway, I went in for the MRI the next morning, and the doctor told me she'd call me in the afternoon and tell me the results. And she called me. She said, well, it didn't show up on the MRI, but I want you to go in for more tests. And I said, well, before I do that, I want to tell you what I did last night and what happened. And so I told her the whole story. And she said, well, come in this afternoon, and I'll look. And, of course, it was gone. And this is the, the body. I mean, I believe this is what happened. The body said, oh, she's, she's, she's worked through that, so there's no reason for the lump anymore. She got the message. Wow. She got the message and made this self-correct, starting here and right now, an intentional spirit of well-being. Well, you're doing great work in the world, Betsy Thompson. I want to remind everybody to go to her website, 
Com. You've been listening to Temple Hayes, The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being, where every week we feature various insights and thoughts and ways that lead us to those tools which create a more dynamic and richer and heartfelt life. Thank you for participating with us today, and thank you again for continuing to be part of Unity Online Radio. Thank you, Betsy. Thank you for being on our show. God bless you on this incredible journey that we call life. Thank you for having me. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being with Reverend Temple Hayes. Join us every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central for tools and simple applications which will support you from being alive to fully living. This program is brought to you in part by First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida. To learn more about this ministry, go to www.unitycampus.org or www.templehaze.org. If I were brave, I'd walk the razor's edge Where fools and dreamers dare to tread And never lose faith How is life working for you? Would it be okay with you if life got easier, simpler, yet more meaningful and vibrant? Join certified life coach Carla McClellan Tuesday afternoons for Vibrant Living. Each week, Coach Carla and her guests will share strategies and solutions designed to make your life more vibrant. Is there something in your life you'd like help with? A dream you'd like to achieve? A relationship you'd like to improve? Call into the show toll-free for Coaching with Carla. That's Vibrant Living, Life Coaching with Carla, Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Central on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. to do what we secretly dream. Inspiration only takes a moment. We invite you to focus your attention inward with these words from Elizabeth Searle Lamb. This is a new day. Lead your conscious mind to that still haven of your soul where your indwelling Christ opens wide the doorway of your heart. At once, mind, soul, and body, you are flooded with the light and love of God. You are lifted high above this earthly plane and filled with the radiance of spirit. Send this love and light on to those whom you hold dear so that it may uplift, heal, and comfort them. As you send this radiance on, you are filled with a new sense of God's power, and you release this power to the whole world to uplift, guide, and bless all people. A day's tasks await you, but God is with you, and with God's help, all shall be done perfectly. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. You've seen reality TV. Well, now get ready for reality radio. It's raw, unpredictable, and completely unscripted. Healing Your Life with Dr. Chris Michaels follows the lives of four people each season as they face their fears and overcome challenges. Listen in weekly and follow along as they take each faithful step on their journey. Learn what it takes to really heal your life. Dr. Chris Michaels shows you how to expect specific and measurable results from prayer. He says we must place a demand upon consciousness. We don't hope to get what we pray for. We expect it. As a 25-year veteran in the New Thought Movement, Dr. Chris has helped thousands of people find their way to success and healing. His faith is unshakable, and his commitment to helping others heal through the power of prayer is extraordinary. Don't miss Reality Radio. Healing Your Life with Dr. Chris Michaels, live Mondays at 11 a.m. Central Time on Unity Online Radio.
Hi, I'm Liz Winter and I have been a medium and a spiritual development teacher for over 30 years. On my podcast, All Aboard the Medium Ship, I want to share the message with you that there is a wealth of love and comfort available to you from the spirit world. On my podcast, you can experience this comfort and peace for yourself through gentle guided meditations and helpful messages. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you never miss an episode. Part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network.